says, I love you, I love you, I love you, Lord, today, because you care for me in such a special way. says this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Certainly we can do that. Mighty God, I want to welcome you to Sunday Morning Live that's inside the pages with the pastor in the Presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. Today is September 14th, Tell someone else about it. Let someone else know so that they can get a better understanding of what God has in store for them. That's why my heart is filled with praise. There is like you. If you haven't told them that today, you ought to let them know right now. No one else can touch my heart like you do. I could search for all eternity long and find 
There's no one like our Lord and Savior. There's nobody, no one. You know, if you've tried other things, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. There's no one like our God. There's no one that can touch your soul, can, can go deep. People might have words. They might have impressive words. They might have words that make you blush. But there is no one like our God. If you want to be where God is, let me tell you, you must reposition yourself. The Bible tells us in John 15 and 7, it says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. My personal request is to be saved. My heart's desire is just to be a good brother. That's it. I'm, I'm not... It doesn't mean I don't have need of anything else. It doesn't mean, you know, that it's just that, you know, I, I, I certainly haven't arrived yet. And I'm seeking to and I'm chasing after him to be what he wants me to be, to be where he is. And so my only question is, will you go with me as I'm chasing after him? You know, Paul said it like this. Follow me as I follow Christ. And that's just what I'm doing. I'm following Christ. The Bible said line upon line, precept upon precept, and uh, maybe we'll touch that a little bit later. But I believe there was a homework assignment that was given uh, that we should have some answers to this evening. Should have a scripture at least about where to find that information. The homework assignment was uh, to look up the seven spirits of God and to give the scripture where it would be found. And so while you may be commenting that in, let's go before the Lord in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your goodness, your grace, another day's journey. Thank you, Lord, for another Tuesday to exhort your word, Lord God, and for this day of consecration. Bless your name, Savior. As we come to the end of a day, some are starting their day Others are into there, the middle of the day, Lord God, wherever they are, you know, and you understand better than we do what opposition they may face, 
You know what blessings you have in store for them. Lord, I pray that you would bless them to focus on you. Bless, Lord God, that you occupy every space. Lord, help them on their jobs. Help them, Lord God, as they seek to do your will. Lord God, as they seek to be men in business, women in business. Lord God, you said first come the natural, then the spiritual. Lord God, and so I pray and ask that you would bless your people, Lord, in their personal endeavors as well. In Jesus' name, amen. We're in the book of Daniel. Daniel, the first chapter. We stopped at Daniel. We went through Daniel 1 and, and uh, 5 on last weekend. And I believe the reading assignment I've given, well, I don't just believe I know for a fact, <laughs> is to read the book of Jeremiah. You won't fully understand Daniel until you get in the book of Jeremiah. Now, I know others that use the book of Daniel to talk about eschatology. But let's start where Daniel started. And so you'll have to read the book of Jeremiah. That is the reading assignment, the book of Jeremiah. And so uh, we're, again, the first chapter, beginning at verse 6. I'm going to start reading there. And so uh, uh, the Bible says, Now among these were the children of Judah. Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, unto whom the prince of the eunuchs gave names. For he gave unto Daniel the name of Belteshazzar, and to Hannah of Shadrach, and Mishael, uh, Meshach, and to Azariah of Bendigo. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of the unit that he might not defile himself. You don't want to defile himself. You don't want to be defiled. And so uh, the Bible says and Daniel purposed in his heart he purposed it in his heart. What's in your heart this evening? Maybe you're caught up in something that, you know, that you shouldn't be caught up in. What's in your heart? Maybe your mind is up on the Lord, and that is your focus. I took from a topic, and that is uh, from that particular statement, Daniel purpose in the heart, this is an issue of the heart. That's what this is. And so uh, the issues or an issue of the heart. Now among these were the children of Judah. Judah meaning praise or thanksgiving. We ought to give God praise and we ought to give him thanksgiving. Uh, Bible tells us in all things give thanks. Maybe something happened and it seemed pretty bad. Maybe it hurt your feelings. But I've learned from experience that things that hurt sometimes is based upon our mindset. And if I give God thanks, it lightens the load. Sometimes we need to stop and think it could have been worse than what it was. 
you you fell off your skateboard and scratched your elbow, you could have broke it. It could have been worse. And so we need to stop and think about what we are whining, crying, and complaining, and, and just getting all bent out of shape over. Now, among these were the children of Judah. Daniel, Hananiah, Michelle, and Azariah. Now, Daniel's name means God is my judge. So next time you meet someone and their name is Daniel, you know what their name means in Hebrew. Hananiah uh, means that God is gracious. And Michelle, uh, who is what God is. There is none like you, Lord. Their names had specific meaning. Azariah, God has helped. I, I looked up the name of, of uh, some individuals, and when I saw what it meant, I decided not to even go down that path, even to tell them what their name meant. Everything is not impressive. You may want to give your child some, some ancient name that, uh, you know, that, oh, I'm going to name them something different, something new. And I, I, your minds are probably going, so I'm not going to go there. But, you know, um, we've made lots of fun about people's names. And we've seen on comedy skits where names have been given, you know, and, uh, you know, it's supposed to be um, exotic, some exotic name. And, you know, but what does it mean? And so the Bible says that among these were the children of Judah. God is my judge. God is gracious. Who is what God is? God has helped. Daniel. Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah. The seventh verse says, unto whom the prince of the eunuchs gave names. For he gave unto Daniel the name of Belteshaw, and to Hananiah, Shadrach, and to Mishael, Meshach, and Azariah, Abednego. These names are very familiar because they're often quoted um, by the preacher, the teacher. Uh, they will reference the book of Daniel, but then when it comes down to the sermon, uh, they reference the name that has been given to them from the prince of the union. Belteshar uh, means Baal protects his life. It is a reference to Marta uh, Mesopotamian religion, the chief god of the city of Babylon and the national god of Babylonia. As such, he was eventually called simply Baal. Shadrach uh, name and, and Meshach uh, names are uh, interpreted as command of Atku or who is what Atku is. So uh, this is a reference to the servant of the moon god, Abendigo, servant of Nebo, Babylonian god of wisdom and, and agriculture and patron of scribes and schools. 
each of them was stripped of their birth name and given a reference to a pagan god, something that did not have life, something that was imagination, something that was not to be worshipped and honored in any kind of way. When we reference them, why do we insult them by referring to their pagan name? I don't think it's that much ease, that much simpler to remember their birth names. It, uh, their birth names had powerful meanings to Their birth names uh, had a meanings that referred them back to the true and living God. The only true and living God. And, and so uh, when we reference them, we should call them by their birth name. The carnality of man has done much damage throughout history. Carnal minded men have done this repeatedly. They water down what God established. When we look at Catholicism, and it's not the only, but I'm going to use that. Uh, it says that you cannot be a saint. And uh, you certainly, according to Catholicism, you can't be a saint without a known miracle in which many of them, popes and on down, uh, do not have, even have, the Holy Ghost. Not only do they not have the Spirit of God, they worship idols. They pray to the dead. Even ask men to hold their hand out for men to kiss the ring. When is it that we bow the knee to mortal men? It's one thing to give respect to an individual. It's another thing to bow. Angels will not receive worship. They're not to be bowed to. The only one that was bowed to when, when Paul uh, and, his, uh, and the evangelists, the prophets that was with them, uh, were when the people thought they were of gods, sent down, went to make sacrifice for them, Paul and his compadres ripped their clothes off to show that we're just like you, mortal men. Don't make that mistake. Oh, bless your Lord Jesus. They break all the rules, the carnal-minded men. Yes, they do. So the Bible says in James 2 and 10, it says, For whosoever shall... Keep the whole law, whosoever shall keep the, the, the whole law, and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. I, I believe that applies to everyone. We're not, in order to break one, you're going to break a few. And so you don't want to break that, break the one, because it's going to cascade into something else, a lot of other things. By following the uh, Nicaea Council instead of Acts 2 and 42 which said they continue steadfast in the Apostles Doctrine and Luke 24 and 47 which says repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name uh, men refer to idols 
Águas. Uhum. Águas. Pictures that are painted that have nothing to do with Jesus Christ. There's not a description of them. Sign of the cross. The Bible never told you to hang the cross. Never told us that. I'm just stating the facts here. It never told us to hang a star. Matter of fact, the children of Israel were told when they left Egypt not to bring anything with them. Not to. Don't bring the star, which, you know, uh, uh, Israel carried a star. They were told not to do that. And they did it anyhow. They were told. They were instructed. Just as we are. And we get offended when we talk about the truth. The whole truth. Nothing but the truth. People get offended. Well, I've always done it that way. I was raised that way. That don't mean that you would not raise or being uh, that you was given partial truth. Now, God refers to his people as saints from Genesis to Revelation. But sinners added a tag which was intended as a mockery and it has been embraced throughout history. The question is, what does God have to say about it? And I know they, that's a question that people don't want to answer. Because, again, I was raised that way, and this is what we was always told. But what does the word of God say? What does God say? Non-believers slapped it on you. But what did God say? Now, I, I'm just... As I said, this is just raw data. This is raw word. So don't get offended. It's just the truth. The Bible tells us in the 8th verse, it says, But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank, Therefore, he requested of the prince of the unit that he might not defile himself. I'm sorry, I, I got to touch this and, and, you know, just, just pray for, pray for Pastor Carl. Just pray for him. But if anyone can find the title missionary in the Bible, please send me the scripture. I read in Ephesians that there are five gifts for the edification of the saints till we all come into the measure of the man Christ Jesus. So if you find missionary in the, give me a scripture. Find that gift and give it to All right. Talking about what man has established. But Daniel purposed in his heart. I, I, I've purposed in my heart. Yes, I, I've made up my mind. And many of you and people that are, that will, that are listening now and, and will be listening have purposed in their heart that they would not defile themselves with the portion of the king's meat. Now, everyone was going along with, oh, man, we got some grub here. You know, the, 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 compared to what others have received that, that are involved in this captivity, man, we got it going on. We got a portion of the king's meat and some wine to, to drink. The Bible said, therefore, he requested of the prince of the Eunice that he might not defile himself. 
Now, I'm sure this disrupted a lot of folks. I have no doubt in my mind that, that everybody did not immediately agree with Daniel. And I, I just kept it nicely. I don't know who all agreed with him. I know there was a few. Now remember, if you did not measure up to what they wanted you to measure up to, you were not going to stand in the king's presence. You were not going to be in the palace. You needed to have an understanding and become fluent in the language of the Chaldeans. You had to be physically uh, without blemish, looking good, right posture, you know, cunning, cunning, having a, being able to read between the lines and give a proper answer. That, that's, that's what I'm defining that. As many uh, hear and don't really hear what's being said. And they don't give a proper answer. But if you were going to stand in the palace, you needed to be wise. You needed to have a, some clarity. You couldn't try to be slick as a can of oil. Uh, no, you had to uh, be um, what they wanted you to be. And so Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile him. He felt that if I ate of the king's meat and I drunk the king's wine, that I would become contaminated. Now, they had been meant mentally emotionally, physically uh, attacked. Uh-huh, taking captive. That, that's that's going to do something to your mind. That's going to do something to your emotions. But in all of that, castration, uh-huh, a eunuch, Daniel yet purposed in his heart. Now, we know children can do that, just like adults can. Some of you have children that you tell them something and they've purposed in their heart and they're going to pursue what they're after until they get it. They have their little ways of, of uh, even trying to persuade you. And it works sometimes and other times it don't. Daniel, as the young as these children, they were children. Uh, some you can argue the point and say they were teenagers. I'm not going to argue that with you. The Bible said of the children of the tribe of Judah. And so I'm going to stick with that because we read about how kings were, uh, kingship was established with children and they had counselors. So not going too far, but listen. It didn't work because Daniel had purpose in his heart. Obviously, Daniel had some influence with, not just with the prince of the eunuchs, but also with his friends, those that had become captive with him. The Bible tells us that birds of a feather flock together. So uh, how can two walk together except they agree? Some of you uh, hang out uh, with different individuals. The Bible would tell us, uh, or excuse me, not the Bible, but there is a saying, and I, I find it to be true, 
is that show me your friends and I'll show you who you are. Daniel had some influence. And Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah agreed with him. And so they walked together in agreement. They had the same mindset. Now, the assassination attempt is no different today. Their names was changed. They were disrespected and stripped of their names. Well, when someone calls you the N-word, they're disrespecting you instead of calling you by your name. Someone used the H-word, uh, you know, that garden tool. Uh, maybe they call you a TPT, you know, trailer park, uh, you know, or B-word. None of those things are a badge of honor. Uh, there was a day that if those words were directed at you or, or directed at your mother or your sister, the fight was on. Uh, and I believe that even today that they are still fighting words when you respect yourself. But we also are wiser in how we handle situations too. The Bible says these little boys purposed in their heart. They kept the intent, refused to cave. They were wise in their decision making. Now, not many of us, uh, some of us uh, have messed up already. We weren't like Daniel. We weren't like, uh, you know, Hananiah. We weren't like them. Michelle and Azariah, we weren't like them. We didn't purpose in our heart. But thank God it is another day's journey and I'm just as glad as you are. This is your day to purpose in your heart and not to become defiled. Listen, everyone besides Daniel, Hananiah, Michelle, and Azariah had begun to defile themselves. They be, had started polluting themselves. They started to spoil themselves. The ch children of Judah had a moment to think about their actions, just like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. They, they, had a, they had time to think about it too. They had the opportunity, the same opportunity, and chose to feast until there was an intervention. Everybody don't like intervention. I needed intervention one day. You know, I needed a, a, a something special done for me. Uh-huh. That's, that's, that's why I love him so much. Uh, he did something special for me. And so uh, you need intercession. You need interference. This is your intervention tonight. Maybe you were like Daniel. I don't know. Maybe you're like Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. You purposed in your heart and you stuck with that. And God bless you. I, you know, I applaud those that do not have a testimony that after they got saved, they backslid, you know, somebody. Uh, I've heard of, of artists, you know, being told, well, you, you, you was raised in the church and, you know, you've been good. Why don't you go out and sin and show people who you really are? And they fell for that lie. That's like being told you've been 
married and, and being told by someone that, that want to uh, steal your virtue away that you've been eating the same bowl of rice. Why don't you have something? And they're, they're nothing but a bowl of rice too. We can't be hoodwinked and fall for the razzle-dazzle and all of that kind of stuff. We need intervention. Maybe you're like me and needed special help. You know, I, I was a workaholic, self-sedated, and my children would go to church. At the end of service, pastor would ask if there was prayer requests and their hands would fly up. After a while, everyone knew what their prayer request was. Pray for my dad. Pray for my dad. Never imagining that their dad would be stirred up. The fear of God would move upon him. The fear of God had me troubled. Couldn't sleep. I would be laying, laying there with my Bible uh, that had collected dust and would not close my eyes until I heard them coming up the stairs from church. I was being anointed at night while I was asleep. Thank God for the anointing. Yep, oil was placed in my shoe. <laughs> and bless oil was placed on my head while I was asleep, sleeping off the sedation of being self-sedated. I was in need of Christ's intervention. I needed Christ. I needed intervention. I love what John says to the church. This is John, 1 John uh, 2, 1 through 2. It says, my little children, these things write I unto you, that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ, the righteous, and he is the perpetuation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. I needed intervention. The children of Israel needed intervention. You need intervention. But you know, we have an advocate and we are so grateful because someone took action one day. Daniel took action and purposed in his heart. And I, I pray that you have purpose in your heart not to become defiled with what everyone else is doing. Not to allow yourself to slip in, slip out. Oh, God's going to, I'm okay, you know. No, no, no. But purpose in your heart. This is what the Lord had to say about those that purposed in their heart. Uh, each of these men that I'm about to name uh, one day had to make a life-changing decision and they purposed in their heart. So the Bible tells us in Ezekiel, the 14th chapter, about the 14th verse, it says, though these three men, Noah, Daniel, and Job were in it, talking about if they were in captivity, if they were in the situation that the children of Israel found themselves in, they should 
Deliver but their own soul by their righteousness, saith the Lord God. Why? Because they purposed in their heart and they stuck with it. Jeremiah 15 and 1 says, Then said the Lord unto me, Though Moses and Samuel stood before me, yet my mind could not be toward with this people. Cast them out of my sight and let them go forth. They have the same thing in common that you and I have. One day, they made a life-changing decision. And that was not to allow themselves to be defiled. And the Bible doesn't say that, that, uh, that everyone was perfect in all their ways and uh, that they were, came out the womb, you know, sanctified. Samuel was uh, dedicated to the Lord as a child. That's not Moses' story. Uh, that's Noah, when he got out the ark, that's not his full story. He listened to what God said. Job, the Bible does not give us a full history. It just says that he hated evil. When did he start, it, start hating evil? He would make sacrifices for his children. Preadventure that they might have sinned, that they might have done something that offended God. Have you purposed in your heart? Bless your Lord Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your word this evening, for this short exhortation. Pray and ask, Lord God, that you will bless your people as they make up their minds, Lord God, as they dedicate and rededicate themselves unto you. Lord God, that you have blessed them. Strengthen, Lord God. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord. Lord God, and we continue to ask that you would crown our head with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. That we may be found worthy to stand in your presence. Lord God, we love you. We love what you have done for us and what you're going to do. We love you, Lord God, for the testimony of deliverance. Lord God, for the a life of dedication that you have blessed us with. Lord God, we thank you right now, Savior. Lord, and we pray that you would remember the unspoken request. Lord God, remember the requests that have been made known. Lord Jesus, you know the desires of the hearts of your people, and you said if we abide in you. Lord God, and, and, and follow your word, follow your will, Lord God, that we could ask what we will and it shall be given. Lord God, bless us to line up with your will here on earth as it is in heaven. And we'll be careful to give your name the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Remember, this is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. I hope to see you here. Uh, until then, be blessed and rest in the Lord. And, you know, oh, you know, let me, I, I'm, I'm remembering something right now. On Sunday, the 19th, I'll be in Morovia at 474 East Dewardy Road. Uh, speaking there, if you're in the area, uh, stop in at 3 o'clock and join us in that service. And, uh, and there's more announcements to come.
But God bless you. Have a great day. Great night. Be blessed.